Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Go to the Harvest Festival, they said. It'll be fun, they said. We'll raise money for helping mental health, they said. We'll bob for apples, they said. What do we get? Mary Pat's head in a barrel! We're gonna break all that down no more, and next! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey everybody, that music can mean only one thing. It is the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV, coming to you every Sunday night. Or, you know, especially when we can do it. I should say, every might be a little a stretch. When we can make it. When we can make it. But we like to break down uh, the latest shenanigans there in Port Charles, and this week there were a plenty. I'm Frank Moran. And I am your co-host, Carla Renata. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and hop in the chat and share your thoughts about anything happening in Port Charles or anything that might be uh, coming up along the way during our conversation breaking down this <laughs> week's goings on. But folks, uh, you, you may have missed it. On Tuesday, we had a special interview with Wes Ramsey, who plays Peter August on General Hospital. We sure did. Yes, we had him in for a special Tuesday edition of the GH Report. I know. That's right. And it was a really fun interview. He was a great guest. Really enjoyed the conversation. So look for it there on uh, YouTube. You can find it and listen to it and uh, enjoy our great conversation. Carla crushed it right there. No, that actually would be Frank that crushed it. So y'all got got to give mad props to Frank because he did his thing. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Please, please. And while we're giving out accolades, let's just shout out some people in the chat room, shall we? To Zoe Johnson, another brother, Amy Carluzzo, my girl Kelly P.I. Undercover, Annie Gorn, Susan Ruse, Simon Love, Daisy Flower 40, my boy Michael B., and um, I think that's about it. So, hey, y'all. Welcome. Look at that. Thanks for joining us, everybody. So, uh, before we dive into everything in particular, uh, what did you think of the week overall? It was it was um it was a very interesting week. It, let me just there we go. Uh, <laughs> um, it was a very interesting week because it had so many little twists and turns. Some things I saw coming, some things I didn't. It was excite. It was an exciting week. I was I was very excited. It it took a little bit to play out, but it was exciting nonetheless. It's, uh, yeah, it was nice to see some stories get a little shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <a>, Literally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we may have been uh, losing our head, so to speak, about some of these stories. That's but... so wrong. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, well, yeah, we may as well jump into the biggest story that I feel like is really mm-hmm. starting to blossom this week. And this is Ryan Chamberlain finally gets to uh, embraces all his inner dark thoughts and urges and uh, takes care of Mary Pat. John Lindstrom, can we just say John Lindstrom is slaying it as Ryan. He's so freaking creepy. Yes. He's really creepy. And yeah, he finally does. But the way he the way he took her out was just like I'm glad they didn't show that on television. Because when they showed him getting the pick, I'm like, oh please don't show this. I don't need this. I don't need this. And then he he touched it with his finger just to see how sharp it was. I was like, that was just so <laughs> creepalicious. But Mary Pat, she just don't know when to stop. She'd be running that mouth, and she sat there, and she she was threatening him and blackmailing him, and he felt like he had no other choice. Like, I think he was probably going to leave her alone for a split second because he goes, you know, <laughs> he says, if once I give you this money and I help you get your job back, we're done. Like he he get he he did his best as Ryan to try to give her a pass to not uh, fall into those impulses and those urges as he would like to say, but Miss Thing just couldn't. She didn't get the hint. She did not get the hint. I don't think you have. It takes too much to get Ryan to want to embrace those dark urges. No, it don't. Uh, but she she didn't help her situation at all. <laughs> so before we dive into the Ryan side of that, so with Mary Pat, the week started off with her. We'll backtrack a little bit. When she runs into Laura and Carly, Carly at Ferncliff. How much did I love that? How much did I love 
Carly running into her with her with um running into Mary Pat, and Mary Pat had her little box, the kind of box they give you when they didn't fired you from your job. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the nurse on duty is like, yeah, remember to turn in your badge as you leave, which we find out later that she didn't. But that made me laugh out loud. And then you know Carly popping off and. Just saying what she said, but when she rolled through that door and she was like, Hello, Caroline, it just it was the way she would say Caroline that just would send chills up my spine, literally. I couldn't quite figure out the pacing of that because they meet her first at the end of last week. If she pops in for a second and then she gets booted out there by the right. by the, the nurse on staff, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she, she reappears, she reappears <laughs> like. How were they going to let her, her back into the, the uh, Ferncliff? She, was, yeah, she like, showed getting... up in the hallway, right? Yeah, and then she came into the room that Carly used to be in. I was like, I'm like, what are you still doing here? You got the boot. I'm did... like, I thought she, when she said, and remember to turn your back, I was like, okay, she gone. And then you're right, she did come back. I'm like, mm, somebody didn't think that through. Yeah, and just, <laughs> it, it wasn't even trying to be sly. Like, she wanted to just come and throw some extra digs at Carly, but she's still holding that box, walking around, like, how oh, how's this working? She's trying. She's trying not. She's trying not to give up. She I, I just Ferncliff was in her blood. She was trying not to let it go. <laughs> what I did like though is Carly just breaking down everything that she did, and where she said, "I told you that I have a lot of friends out there, and that my who my husband is, and messing with me and doing and drugging me when you shouldn't be doing this is going to have repercussions." Well, and it did. Kelly brings up a good point. It's like, did she, how did Mary Pat not know that that wasn't Kevin? Like, if you've worked in this facility this long and you're trying to keep, and not trying, but you're keeping this secret for um, for Dr. Collins, for Kevin, how do you not know the difference between, and you know that they look alike. Like, you're the only person there that knows that they look alike. How do you not know that that's not Ryan that you're dealing with? Like, I don't understand. That was a little odd for me, don't you think? Well, I mean, I guess... You know, you, you do know that that person's in for Cliff, but you think that they're still uh, being medicated and in captivity. I guess you're not thinking that, oh, yeah, they probably switched places and then he left. But then she makes that comment where she's like, oh, who cares about Ryan's whatever she said? He's he's locked up in Ferncliff. Like, couldn't I would I mean, I would think as a nurse that you would be able to tell one person from another. I would think you would be able to tell. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking. Well, yes, but you know identical I mean? twins. I think that makes it tough, especially yeah. when she hasn't a lot of time to hang out with that twin that who hasn't been being medicated to his gills. All oh, right, he was being medicated. Yeah, that's a good point. He was being medicated, and he did have on a straight jacket. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, but what uh, what I did like about with Ryan, of course, he's got his infatuation with Ava, and we can dive into a little bit of that. But what well, I can't I, wait. I what I liked this week is that. I, especially with John Lindstrom's performance, that you just saw, I felt, the moment where he lost all interest in Felicia. When she started talking about what it's like to get older, not going on adventures anymore. And just right. Be a grandmother. Right. And you just saw, like, the he light just turn off. his face. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> nope. That, no. And Ava just conveniently sitting behind her. And, and he just, just kind of, like, zoomed in on yep. her and was staring at her. I'm just like, but I think like appreciates like and I think he, because he's crazy as hell, he can notice crazy as hell because it's sitting across the room from him. So he's that's why he's fascinated with her. Especially was I not? I can't remember if it was Felicia that said it or somebody said, "Why would you? Why would you even treat her? She killed somebody. She did this." It was Felicia rattling yep. off that list, right? So Felicia's rattling off all this list of really horrible things that Ava does, and the more she lists off. The more intrigued he becomes by Ava, it was comical. Yeah, it's like don't it was, let don't let her get her claws into you. She should be worried about me getting my claws into her. Ooh, when he said that, I was like, mm, <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're a little creepy, but it's like creepy. It's like hot creepy. It's like it was kind of him and Ava together are kind of hot, but it's like a creepy kind of hot. Like it's like it's hot for them to like each other, but it's, you're kind of creeped out all at the same time. I feel like Ava's definitely enjoying it because it's somebody that is validating her, her. Point, and validating her point of view. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to tell her, you got to be better. you got to think differently. you got to be nice to your daughter. Nope. <laughs> He's like, nope, just embrace these uh, these urges that you have and these feelings. Let's explore them. She's going she gonna to do something crazy. But then he don't like her that much because then what did he do? Now, do you feel like it was also somebody like uh, like a cat? Who really thinks they're doing something great, 
and they bring you a dead mouse that they get, and they leave it at your door. <laughs> That's funny that you say that, because Simone Francois says, Ryan is like a, a cat leaving a dead animal for their owner, showing how much he admires Ava. Yeah. That's so funny. She totally agrees with you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> it just seems like, hey, look at that. That's what I got. Ugh. And what, what you see, it looks like the pieces are being set up that Car- he's trying to set Carly up for this. It, yeah, he's trying to set Carly up for it. And then there was that moment where they said they found a hair on the body and, and the hair was blonde. Yeah. I'm like, that's going to suck if he does that to Carly and she ends up having to go back to Ferncliff. Uh, I don't I don't think there's enough evidence, but it's definitely going to at least make her sweat for a while, which. That's yeah. going to be hard. And it's going to distract her from Mike and Sonny and all of that. And he, they, they don't need that. They need her to be in Michael. Like, they need her to be focused for that. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff's about to go down for them. What was and interesting is that he says, oh, I came back because I wanted to make sure that the police knew that I that I saw Mary Pat. And then just proceeds to kind of start laying the groundwork for mm-hmm. Carly's and Mary Pat's kind of disagreement. Right. But then Laura's standing behind him going, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. But she said that. Haven't you said something when you were mad at somebody and you didn't really mean it? And they're like, yeah, but, and then that's when Jordan kind of goes in on Kevin. She's like, so I want to know what you were doing here in the first place. I'm oh, like, yeah. Jordan ain't no dum-dum. She about to figure it out. It's, uh, well, we see the week ending with, of course, Mary Pat finding her head bobbing up in that barrel of uh, That was apples. so, let me tell you something. When I saw, I was not ready for that. Really? But you knew I it was, was coming. Re- no. Come no, on. No, I was not ready for that. I was not Ready for that. When that head floated, I was like, oh, hell to the gnaw. I screamed at the TV set. I was like, oh. Like, I can't. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I can't unsee that. I That was like watching a horror movie for me. And you know how much I hate horror films. I was just like, oh, this sucks right now. This I, sucks for me <laughs> so bad in this moment. <laughs> I saw this one coming from a mile away. The did only you? Thing, oh, yes. The only thing that did throw me was I was expecting it was there wasn't going to be any apples or water. It was just going to be her body inside there. They did a nice little zig, though, and added just the head floating in there and then her body being in Ava's gallery. I was like, all right, that's that's a nice little twist that I didn't see coming. All of that was just nasty. And let's just talk about how long was that headless body sitting in there? There were no flies. There was no odor. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, Ava has been to that gallery that frequently, I guess. You know, was able to get in and uh, put that body in there with a nice little pumpkin just resting on top. <laughs> but we finally get to see Brian's next move because mm-hmm. Laura is uh, just so adamant that, you know, they keep their relationship in the air. It's like, why are we like two ships passing in the night? And he says, you know, I think we should have a separation. That I didn't see coming. I didn't see that coming. And... I'm really interested to see how that's going to play out for Laura now because she looked distraught. Like, you know, ever since Laura's come back, she's been very strong, very definitive, very, you know, owning her, her, her womanness or whatever you want to call it. And when he does that to her, it just broke her. And, you know, she's been, she's had nervous breakdowns and been sent away before. So I'm interested to see how that's going to play out for her. But I hated that they did that to her. That was horrible. It was rough, but I, from Ryan's point of view, he has to do something to get her away because the longer she's around, the the the, the chances. I of get her it, which makes out. me feel like he might actually have some kind of feeling for her because he could have just knocked her off. He could have just killed her. Could have, but I also feel like killing Laura opens up too many cans of worms. I think it'd be too tough. It is, but somebody that's crazy, they don't they don't necessarily have logical thinking, you know. He's crazy. He's crazy for sure, but I also think he's calculating too. And I figure I, that is a risk reward strategy with Laura. Mm. Like, for example, he because he was ready to kill her uh, when she first got back, and nobody knew she was around. Mm. But then, as as soon as Lucy came in, that was one other person that knew it. And then Lulu comes over, and then all of a sudden, the the, the people all these knowing people her, know, yeah. And it's like I can't kill her now. People mm. know that she's back, so mm. I feel like it became risk reward with him. And he's like, I can't kill her. It's too too risky for me to get caught. Yeah, Amy in the chat room says that. What we've been saying is that Ryan wanting to separate her just saved her life. Yeah. He, that basic, He basically saved her life, which makes, again, makes me feel like there's like, I don't know if it's a guilt feeling or what it is, what type of feeling that is attached to her for him, but it was enough for him to not go through with taking her out. 
Yeah, but I, other I, than what you said, yeah, yeah, I don't. I think it's just him trying to save his own skin. Plus, okay. the convenient thing is by saying you're separated, it uh, gives you a chance to just move on. And if you, things kind of start to blossom with Ava, mm-hmm. you know, we're separated. It's fine. I can explore these See, things. See, that's what's going to blow his cover. Is if he if he does anything with Ava, that's what's going to blow his stuff sky high because Ava's not the one. If he sleeps with Ava or anything happens with them and then he does some shady stuff, Ava will go off on him and that's going to blow his cover cuz you know she is not one to keep her mouth shut about anything ever. Yeah, it would I think it would be a red flag to everybody if they saw Kevin hooking up with Ava. I think everybody would be like, "What, what is going hell? on?" <laughs> right. our... They'd be like, "What the hell? What happened to you? Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, it would it would be it would be a little cuckoo for Coco Puffs. I'm like, mm, "I don't know about that. It was just crazy. What else happened?" Oh, but it, it, I knew something was going to happen with Kevin and Laura, but and I didn't know what it was cuz every time she would try to spend time with him, he kept lying. He would lie and lie and lie. But I love that she called him out. Like, she was like, you said you were here and you were not here. Where were you? But I got to give it to my boy. He would come up with a lie that would make her shut up in a heartbeat, wouldn't he? I'm doing this sleep study. I got to be there. It's got five consecutive nights. (laughs) And that's the other thing. I'm doing a sleep study. It's not five consecutive nights. It's one night overnight with one person. Like, what are you doing? So if she had known anything about a sleep study, she would have known that right there was a lie. <laughs> like, is one person in a room? Like, unless you're doing separate people for those five nights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm just like, get out of here with that. Well, we see the whole reason that uh, Laura is at the floating rib for this whole Harvest Festival that they're throwing is that she has also been considering being – she wants to be a writing candidate for mayor. Yes. And already, they say even after just a couple days after announcing her – 28% of yes. the vote, yeah. <laughs> and we see Ned come over there with Olivia and kind of start like sweat it out a little bit like oh, yeah. 20% in a couple but days. But they were trying to be cool, which was kind of funny. It was yeah. kind of funny to watch them try to be cool but not. But then Olivia's like, look – She's a write-in candidate. She would. There's no way she can catch up with you now. In 24 hours, she got 28. percent It's happening in two days. I'm just saying. I. What do you think right now? Do you, do you think it's just going to be Laura being mayor now, and we see Ned lose that? Because probably. I mean, it, it, that's that would be the best way for it to play out because it would give Laura something to focus on other than her and Kevin breaking up, or her and Kevin breaking up may unfocus her to the point where she just she can't go through with it it's it's tough because i feel like it's whether it's as the mayor or as she's just going to do this on her own investigating the the state of mental health Mm -hmm. in port charles Mm -hmm. and maybe in the state of new york but you need her involved in Ferncliff in some fashion because she's got to be able to find some way to get in there so she can uh, eventually uncover kevin maybe she'll work with gh maybe she she will work with gh to uh, establish a task force or something. But yeah, I, the only reason I'm hesitant about the mayor thing now is because she did break up with Kevin. And um, any breakup, especially somebody that you really, really love, is devastating. I don't know that she would be able to focus and do the right thing for poor Charles as mayor after that breakup because she, 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 her emotions would be all over the place. Is that a storyline that you want to see mind? I mean, certainly we've got the mobster angle with Sonny and Jason. We've got the hospital, the general hospital, and the various doctors and nurses that work there. We have a little bit of the police department. Not as much. It's kind of a smaller part. Seeing some of the mayoral aspects and seeing a mayor kind of going through and getting a storyline engaged with somebody doing their mayoral duties, is that something you're interested in seeing? No, really. I mean, they, I don't think they've ever shown somebody do duties. Like, they kind of hit up on it every once in a while, usually when it's an election, but that's about it. We never actually see the mayor of Port Charles actually do anything. Yeah. Unless, you know, it's an earthquake or some, or a murder investigation or a press conference or something like that. But other than that, we don't ever really see them do anything that I can remember. No, which is true. I mean, I don't know if you want to. I mean, we had Luke Spencer being mayor, but uh, a long time ago. <laughs> I know. I remember that. But uh, well, do, you, split second. <laughs> do you want to see like a, like a West Wing-esque version, uh, a little segment of uh, General Hospital where we get to see Laura trying to, you know, do her very best to... Save her city that she loves so much. I don't know. I'm conflicted on that. What do you think? I, if it was told well, and there was an interesting story, I mean, certainly you could fold this whole mental health care crusade that she has with her mayoral stuff, and that mm-hmm. could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, I figure, like, once once that storyline, because it's so heavily tied into the the Ryan and Kevin storyline, mm-hmm. once it kind of resolves itself, 
It would. It would. Yeah. I think I'd have to worry about what the next storyline would be. That would I be interested? Yeah, I just want to flip back to Mary Pat for one second, and the only reason why I'm laughing is because. Ryan says to her, well, you did torture Carly. <laughs> Mary Pat says, torture. That word's so overused, isn't it? That made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I laughed out loud when she said that because she was drunk. And she's like, it's so overused. I'm like, mm-mm. mm-mm. <laughs> I'm like, I love that GH gave her one last like comical thing to say before they took her out. That made me laugh. I just had to, to give a shout out to that. <laughs> we... You know, we keep seeing, and especially when I Kevin gets over here, a conversation between uh, Ava and Kiki in regards to uh, Avery, and how you know, as long as you know she's with Kiki, as long as Avery is with uh, Ava, Kiki's not allowed anywhere near her. Mm. And see that friction, that kind of combativeness between mother and daughter. Mm. And Kevin is back there, just kind of listening to this whole thing. Yeah, that's what makes me think that she might be his next victim. Kiki? Mm-hmm, because he likes Ava, right? Yes. So he's got this thing for Ava. He might see Kiki as a way, just like you were talking about how a cat brings a dead uh, mouse to the owner. Like, look, look what I did. He may do. He may take Kiki out for the same reason. That could be very true. Because you said, I think you said her contract is up. Well, she's leaving because she's got that pretty little liar yeah. spinoff. She's probably the next one. That's a shame. Uh, especially uh, since we uh, do find out, though, that uh, for sure that Sasha definitely not, not. Yeah, she was a little too nice. She uh, was a little too nicey-nice, and she's got the hots for Griffin. So if if Ryan takes out Kiki, then that leaves Griffin up for grabs for Sasha. No. I'm like, that is just so messy. Like, how are you going to go after your sister's boyfriend? That's just messy. Well, the bummer about this all is that... As much as we didn't want it to be, Valentine is behind this as well. Yeah, I'm just like, you're doing way too much. You're doing too much. Like, are you doing this to torture Nina? Like, do you think she's not going to find out? Like, what do you think? I don't understand his thought process. I really don't. He's always running around pining and lurking around the corner talking about how much he loves her. Somebody that loves you wouldn't do what he just did. That's just mean. So I would really need to have him walk me through all this because exactly, yeah, why he's doing this and how he's able to, to set this up because Curtis is involved too, right? But Curtis didn't know that Sasha wasn't really the um, the daughter, and like you said, he doesn't know that the DNA kit was uh, uh, faked because he gave it to mm-hmm. her and she had to send it in. It's not like he watched her do it. You brought that up either last week or a couple of weeks ago when we talked about that. So I'm just like, and. When Curtis finds out, oof. So it makes me wonder how much of the story is true. Is it true that Nina Nina's child is still alive and they just haven't found him and found her? And because it was going to be so maybe so much of an impossible task, Valentine says, I will just find somebody to impersonate that. Get some closure with Nina and say, oh, that's great. I've already got a mom. She's passed away. But, oh, you know, I really – it's nice to meet you, but I'm gone. Well, it makes me feel some kind of way about Valentine because now it makes me think that he purpose – purposefully killed her mother to stop her mother from telling her the truth so that he could manipulate Nina's feelings and how she came back to him and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, wow, that's sick. That's, that's sick on a whole nother level. Yeah, but I, I got to feel like Valentine. I still don't, but I don't think Donna Mills is dead. I don't think she is. You don't I, think she's dead? No. I think she did. The fact that we didn't see it happen. No way. You don't take Donna Mills off the canvas like that. I, she is still alive, much like uh, <laughs> yeah, Claudette. Yeah, she is soap opera royalty. Yeah. So Claudette is that. alive out there as well. I feel like Donna Mills is, is out there as well too. <laughs> but I don't know what Valentine's worst thing is that he, uh, I, he knows how Nina feels about lying, and so why is he going to do something like this that's going to blow up in his face? I don't know. Um, people in the chat room are saying he's desperate. That he's that you know and. That actually makes some sense. Like, when you're desperate, you'll just do or say anything to get the results that you want. But that's taking desperation on a whole different kind of level for me. I think you him know? finding out that the daughter's still alive, if he was able just to go with that to Nina, I think that would have been good enough mm-hmm. to at least maybe But no, defense. then he had to materialize a, a real human being. Yeah. You know? And then have her get attached to her. And then have, yeah, that's just a lot. That's just a lot going on. I don't. I don't like Sasha moving in with Kiki either. That makes me feel some kind of way. Well, and I still don't understand too why Sasha wants to stick around too. I mean, certainly she's a uh, she's a grifter because of, of Griffin. Yeah. Well, yeah, but 
for Valentin with all his connections and his power and his money, why would you say like ah, I'm just gonna I'm still gonna I'm gonna go against you and still stay in Port Charles even when I know you want me to leave because the longer I stay here, I'm telling you because of Griffin because she's got the hots for Griffin and she's nosy. She's nosy. Like, come on. Like, that scene on the pier where she's like, oh, I have a Charlie horse in my calf. I'm like, I'm looking at the TV set like, really? <laughs> you, had to, you had to see my face watching GH this week. I was just like, really? A Charlie horse in your calf? You run and you don't know how to stretch out a Charlie horse? Are you kidding me? You better go get a Salampus patch and some Epsom salt and call it a day. It's hard. <laughs> It's I was hard. like, and that's the thing. You can't even stretch out a Charlie horse. You got to like put some ice on it. You got, you, I mean, you can stretch it out a little bit, but it really kind of like lingers there for a minute. I just like, Sasha was getting on my nerves with that. I'm like, I'm going to need you to go. So, and then I love how Nina called her out. Nina was like, so you kind of like being in Port Charles? She says, so you do know that Griffin is Kiki's boyfriend. She, well, they, they didn't say they, they were serious. <laughs> she called him her boyfriend. Yeah. What do you consider serious, Diva? I was like, really? And even Nina called her out. Like, Nina didn't come straight out and say that's foul, but she kind of did. Yeah, you know. And I was like, well, good for Nina for trying to like get on the right side of the law. Because I remember when Nina first showed up in Port Charles, she was messy too. She was messy for a minute. Yeah, but I'll give it. She came out of a coma. I'll give her. I'll give her a pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I am curious with the speculation that it seems like, you know, with Haley Aaron leaving the show, it looks like they're going to be killing off Kiki. This storyline, it feels like I don't know if it's really going to get a chance to really get played out because I can't imagine they're going to keep Ryan around for as long as it would take for that to really happen. No. But what I'm kind of not having is I'm kind of not having that they're telegraphing who they're going to kill off. Like I remember back in the day on GH, like when they remember when they did the clown murders? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when yep. they did that? You never knew who it was that was going to get the axe. You never knew. And with this, I feel like it's kind of like telegraphing who's going out so that when it happens, you're not really surprised. No, there's always a lot of that soap opera foreshadowing that they do. And you're like, oh, boy. Uh, but, you know, uh, we don't like to foreshadow. We like to break things down here. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, you know, we do a little bit of speculation, but it's also analysis and thoughts and, and criticism as well. But you know what? Uh, After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows. From drama, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there's no network that works harder to serve television fans. And we've looked. There is no one else. It is us. It is us. But now we need your help. So we're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By doing that, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about those pesky notifications, you don't have to be because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. And let us know you did so in the comments. And besides getting a wonderful shout-out like Harley did at the beginning of the show, she is going to go uh, to a sculptor. She's gonna get uh, some clay. She's you gonna guys go in that little, know he that says little spinning this every wheel. Week and that he's lying, right? And, and she's gonna make like a little miniature model of General Hospital. Oh my god! And send it right to you. Look at that. You have your own little Carla Renata sculpture right there. Yeah. Of uh, General Hospital. That's so not happening. So for now, though, thanks for being the best fans and helping us become the ESPN of TV talk. And on that note, let's shout out a few new people who have joined. Monique Abraham has joined the chat. Tommy Oseni has joined the chat. I mentioned Simone Francois before. And I think those and uh, Robbie Olson have joined the chat. So thank you guys for joining us and talking to us about GH. Let's talk about a storyline that uh, I know you love and I do not care about. Sam and Jason, yay! Uh, that, <laughs> well, when they, they start looking through all those letters... For uh, and and they, <laughs> I hated when wait, they. When, okay, wait. So when when they first started it, I was like, "Why are they doing this close up?" But, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, oh. "This is when they when that first and I was like, this is weird. Why are they like doing?" And then it and then it was revealed very quickly. Thank goodness that they were reading these letters. I'm like, oh, because I was like, General Hospital writers, if that's how y'all gonna go in on Sam and Jason, I'm gonna feel some kind of way about that. So I'm glad that that's all it was. I am glad it was only that little bit because Me I too. was worried. Is it any was... longer? I was gonna shoot myself. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. and I love them, but mm-mm. 
I was imagining that whole episode, the, the through line was going to be them reading those letters Mm-mm. and re- uh, getting comfortable with their own feelings for each other as they read about these feelings that these two people had. No 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 no, 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 But they go through all the various letters between Joe Scully and Margot's uh, mom, and mm-hmm. they finally find the letter. Jeanette. That uh, says, hey, you know what? We should, we should off my husband. We should, we should bump him off. Yeah, see, I knew something was shady about them because... You can't be married to the mob and be innocent. Like, come on. Is Carly innocent? Hell no. So Jeanette wasn't walking around with no blood on her hands. We knew that. We just didn't know how much blood she had on her hands. Yeah. So we find this. But uh, they're also, like, Sonny, was, his big worry was that there could be another letter out there. You know? He right, though. Yeah. There could be some letters that he don't know nothing else about. And Margot might know where they are, which is why she being so dogmatic about everything. Uh, I, I don't know, like... Writing those love letters, and certainly you have the woman that you're in love with write you a letter saying, we should kill my husband. Well, I don't know if you'd ever write back a letter saying, it is done. I had this young man, you know, Michael Carrizo. No, not that kind of letter, but it may be a letter from somebody else. Not necessarily him, but it might have been a, a letter from somebody else outlining what went down that was there. that Somebody that we don't know about yet. It feels like less and less, it seems like this storyline is not going to focus so much on how is Sonny going to get out of this in the sense like, is there evidence out there that could uh, make him accountable for this mm-hmm, murder? Mm-hmm. But uh, how he's going to just get Margot off his tail, so mm-hmm. to speak. Well, he calls her up and leaves a message for her. But I love before that even happened, he went and he thanked Sam and Jason and told them to thank Spinelli. He's like, you know, thank you for all the legwork that you did, but I got this now. And I was like, Rrr, Rrr. I'm like, what you mean? Yeah. What you mean you got this now? Like, you you, you, you going to handle this now? I'm like, what you, what, what you going to do? So when he walked out in the hallway and he called her, like, I can't wait to see that scene. That scene with, with Margot and Sonny, ooh, that's going to be a doozy. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how Margot reacts to that. Does she... Is she believing? I don't think she's going to believe anything he says right at first. He's, she's going to have to verify anything that... With her mother. There might have to be a scene with her and her mother. I, I feel like at first she's going to not believe it at all. But mm-hmm. then she's going to, it's going to nod her and then she's going to go seek out her mom to mm-hmm. try to see if it's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's going to have to happen. She's going to have to talk to her mother because, you know, her mother has painted... Her mother has painted that picture that her father was perfect and that he loved her oh so much as his little girl, blah, 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 blah. And now... She's going to find out that her mother was trying to get rid of him so that she could be with another man. Do you know what that's going to do to her as a daughter? It's going to destroy her. I wonder, like, what Sonny's motive is going to be. Is he going to just – because certainly she's had this – she's put her father on her pedestal Mm -hmm. for so long. Uh, And it feels like she's already lost one parent. She still has her mom still Mm -hmm. alive, though. Do you just kind of – it, you know, shatter her illusions about her father, and that's fine because she still has her mother alive. Mm-hmm. Or does he go for both? Because it's one thing to kind of shatter the illusions of the father that he's really connected with the mob, he's really in deep. Maybe that's enough to kind of shake her off and doesn't want to hurt her so much to say, you know what? And also, your mom was trying, ordered the, the hit on that and destroy that relationship between the still living mom and her. I think, I think he wants to destroy her. I think he mentally wants, if he could bump her off, he would. But I think because that's just too obvious for him right now, I think he just wants to mentally mess with her the way she's mentally messed with them. I'm like, you couldn't mess with them more mentally by having your father buried next to his son. Like, that was a mind mess of the epic proportion. So he wants to just get back at her the same way that she's trying to mess with them. And so I think he would mess with her and tell her that. I do. But I also, if for as if terribly as Margo's gone about this whole thing, she has a valid point where she's just looking to find out who killed her father. So I, I could see Sonny at least trying to make her realize what kind of man her father really was, but not ruin the relationship between her and her mom. I don't think he, he would, I don't know if he'd want to go that far. Be that her I don't think he would want to go that far, but she's like a gnat to him. She irritates him. It doesn't take a whole lot for her to irritate him. So I feel like it's only going to take that one thing for her to say or for him for her to do for him to go. Okay, you know what? Boom! And then he's just going to lay it out. Well, we don't. There is certainly if this truth has been uncovered, it is not going to lay it live just because no, Sunny it's, Carly. It's General Hospital. Yeah. Somebody going to tell somebody. <laughs> Now, we do get to see Margo go head-to-head with another uh, member of the Corinthos family, and that was Michael. Michael, yeah. What did you think of that scene between her and Michael? Yeah. You like seeing Michael talk a big game? 
I don't believe Michael when he talks a big game. Like, I didn't believe him when he was talking a big game with Nell. It seems like whenever Michael talks a big game, there always seems has to be troops that rally in for him. Like, he'll say something, but there's always a bunch of people that rally in for him to make whatever he says a reality. That's how I feel about that. I don't, yeah, I don't. And I think it's because he got that little baby face. Like, I think if he looked different, (laughs) I think that's what it is. He's got that little cute, you know, baby face that makes you not take him so seriously. Like, what could you do? Come on, Like, what you you. really going to do? Get get that baby face on out of here. You (laughs) scamp. Get away. You know what I mean? So it's just like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But, But having said that, there have been a couple of scenes where he did show some signs of being more like Sonny than not, you know, in the past when, when he was dealing with Nell, there were a couple of moments where he kind of, you know, I don't want to say manned up, but that's the only thing I can think of to get the point across where he kind of manned up a little bit where I kind of did believe him, but with her, mm-mm. what do you think? Uh, it's interesting. Like the, the fact, I mean, cause Margo, I mean, understandably she's looking for justice for her father, but just like, Oh, well, you know, he killed your father. Your real father, your birth father. I'm like, oh man, Margo, you, you will. There's nothing that you will not say or do to get to what you want, which is maybe not the best thing to do. No, she's gonna come at him through AJ, and AJ's a sore spot for him. That's just why she said what she said. Yeah, the you know. uh, but we get to see Michael. I did like the scene with Michael and Carly, where Michael says, you know, I. There's, I'm having problems. That was a beautiful scene where they talked about loss. You know, she knows what it's like to lose a child because she lost Morgan, mm-hmm. and he knows what it's like to lose a child because he lost Jonah. That was a really nice scene between them. I, enjoy, I now that I actually enjoyed. Yeah, you know what else I enjoyed? I enjoyed Britt coming back. And what I really enjoyed about Britt coming back was her sitting in that floating rib, eating them ribs like it was the last rib on the face of the planet. And her making it like, mm-mm, I said, oh, I just kind of, she came back in all her glory. They gave her, like, the best dialogue of the whole week. Yeah, it is <laughs> nice when you can drop in that character that can just start to puncture people's balloons <laughs> in different storylines. She had the best lines all week long. She when, she when she came at Finn about, wow, Faison and Anna, that's just an image you just can't seem to get out of your brain, isn't it? <laughs> It's like, ooh, she's shady boots. I loved it though. The uh, we do get to see her meet Peter August, her half brother, <laughs> after she got doused by a picture of Margaritas by by, um, by Lulu. Max, I want yeah. to say Maxie Lulu. Ooh, that was fun. But I love how I love how the introduction happened. She doused it with the margaritas, and he, he was like, she was like, no, he was like, what's going on here? And she was like, oh, you haven't met. This is Brit. Uh, Britt, what's her last name? Winborn? Westmore. Westmore. This is Britt, whatever her name is. And <laughs> this is Peter August. You're, and she's like, this is your sister. I was like, and then she just bounced. I was yeah. like, yeah. It was great. That was that whole scene right there. That was the best scene of the week for me. That whole little situation that happened at the floating rib with all of them was the best scene of the week for me. It was hilarious. It seems like, it's certainly there it, well, at least the meeting between he and Robin went much better. I feel like I, I think he's more he's more comfortable with that side. It seems like <laughs> I, I feel like the Brit thing, like that whole thing. He was like, "What is this?" He was like, "Who are you?" And like, and then I love that right after that, you know, when he started to ask questions, Anna was like, "Let me holler at you for a second. Yeah, she like pulls him out to the hallway. When she said, "Can you please put a muzzle on Lulu?" I thought I would howl. Like <laughs> Lulu was a dog. He just go throw a muzzle on her. Oh, that made me laugh so hard. It made me so happy. But what made me what what confused me though and made me happy all at the same time is when did they get so comfortable that they could have a civil conversation? When did that happen? I felt like he was being more civil after she after people were telling her that she was going after uh, Obrecht because she wanted to make sure that he was safe. Okay, cuz like- I'm like why is that was the first time I ever saw him have a conversation with her? I'm like, did I miss something where he wasn't all pouty and snippy and you know? Yeah, it's uh, because they had that brief conversation in the Metrocore when she said that she was going to go off and find Obrecht, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like that's when you saw him start to soften just a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. like we talked about when Wes was in, which you can see on YouTube, our conversation with Wes Ramsey. Make sure you go check that out. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, but I really liked about <laughs> nice that scene. Yeah, that, that door cracked open for him for a second, and he's like, "All right, maybe you know this woman is a little bit different than I had 
ambition. And you can see like that wall maybe start to kind of come down a little bit. Okay, okay. I'll so, give you that. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what that happens. What I – as much as, you know, Wes Ramsey is, is great and, uh, I, you know, Peter August's character is somebody that is kind of uh, – you know, Got a little annoying at first, but when he first came on, but they kind of grown to enjoy him. Yeah, I'm, they're starting to humanize him a little bit. It, they're starting to humanize him and make him a make him not this because for when he was walking around being the brooding dark son of Faison, that was kind of sort of getting on my nerves. But now what they're doing is they're humanizing him. They're making him kind of dorky, kind of um, what's the word? Kind of just uncomfortable, sort of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is which humanizes him and makes him like a real person. It like when they put him when they had him go see Maxie, he had no idea Maxie's birthday was on Halloween. He goes to visit Maxie. He's standing there, finds out it's her birthday with the balloons and the flowers from her mom and dad, Felicia and Max and her. And then he runs out and he go he goes to get her cake and dinner. And they have that whole bonding moment over over streaming the Brady Bunch would actually made me laugh. Like, who would actually stream the Brady Bunch? That's a lot going on. That's years, and there's like a lot of streaming going on that you are not going to get through in one night. I'm just saying. There were some moments in that scene that I was just like in those beats when they'd come back to him, like, oh. it was funny though. Oh. It was funny though. It 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 made me it made me go okay. They actually have more in common than we thought. Other than Nathan, they actually have like real stuff in common, so that was kind of cool to watch that play out just a little bit. Yeah, it's it was know, cute. It was a nice little beat to distract from everything else that was going on. It was a little too saccharine for my taste. <laughs> I, I there were I enjoyed it. Well, because there are times when people feel like those those like, that they cringe comedy like mm-hmm. enthusiasm that that feeling that they get where they're like, oh, I just can't keep watching. This is just too much. I felt like that towards this romantic scene. Oh, or this no. kind of like, you know, this kind of You bonding. don't like anything saccharine and sweet. Oh, and, it was you, just don't, like, you just don't. I'm dead inside, Carlin. I, you know, these, these genuine human emotions uh, confuse and frighten me. And make you me just don't. Ugh. So I'm sure you didn't like the little moment between Joss and Cameron either, huh? Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, man. As, as Princess Leia and Han Solo. That was rough. That was that yeah. was that was rough. And did you like the scene with Oscar and Drew? I I liked it when uh, when uh, Billy Miller got to deliver that little bit of monologue mm-hmm. to Oscar about how he and Oscar and Scott are his world, mm-hmm. and he just wants to spend as much time with them mm-hmm. as possible. And it felt like hopefully it seemed in that moment Oscar started dawning like yeah the, I mean certainly this is my illness, but, but he, I think in that moment he realized it's affecting more people. Than he thinks, yes. and I think that was probably an aha moment for for Oscar. I, I feel really like I feel like Drew is finally getting through to Oscar. I feel like he's the only one who is. I, I hope so because you know we've talked about the length of the storyline. Mm-hmm. I am waiting for the next beat because it's just I, like petulant Oscar is tiresome <laughs> at this point. It is just very very tiresome. Oh wait, and then so we skipped over, but let's circle back to J Sam, my favorite couple of the. My favorite oh couple of the GH. So the letter thing aside, because we've already covered that, there was that moment where they almost kissed and then they didn't. Thank goodness. And I was like, oh. again, I was talking to the TV set. I screamed. I'm like, wow, y'all not going to let them kiss, really? Can we just like do that and get it over with? Let's just have them kiss and get it over with. Like They already kissed before, and then they got busted by Alexis, who walked in on them before. So it's not like they haven't gone past first base already. It's like, let's just have them like you know, do it and get it over with. And then how much did we love... The don't, little boy don't dressing say we. up. Do not say we. How much did we Do love? Not say we. How much did we love Danny dressing up as Jason for Halloween? That was uber cute. That no. was uber cute. And what was also uber cute was the fact that they were trying to t- <laughs> they were trying to teach him how to carve a pumpkin, and he <laughs> was clueless. It was so funny. But I did love the the out of all of that. The moment I loved the most is where they were laying on the um sofa, and he was asking her so. What was he for the first Halloween? And she went through all the different incarnations of costumes that she dressed him up in. It was just hilarious. Like, it was a a real, it was a moment between Jason and Sam I don't think we'd ever seen. Like, a moment of her really reveling and being a mom and how corny that can be sometimes, especially when it comes to something like Halloween. It was cute. I liked it. What I, what the thing I did like about that is when Jason was explaining to uh, Jake 
mm-hmm. about uh, why he doesn't have those connections to Halloween. Because yes. after the accident, or he was also explaining that to Danny, that yeah, it's a, which is one thing that I just forgot too, is that like even those holidays, if you have no memories of your childhood. Then you don't have memories of holidays either. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you lose that, that kind mm-hmm. of association with it. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That actually does make a lot of sense. But what I really love about them bringing Jason back, Steve Burton back as Jason, is that there's an uns- there's an unspoken chemistry between all of those characters that he has history with, the Sams, the Sonnies, the Carlys. There's all that, in un- Michael, he has all that unspoken history with them. And it's almost like putting on your favorite jacket or your, your, your favorite blanket to sit under the fire with or something. That's what he is for a lot of people that watch GH. So... Us fans that love the whole J-Sam thing, it's not so much that we're caught up in the romanticism of that moment as much as we're caught up in the familiarity of of him being there. Yeah, but for I can completely understand that for sure. You know? But as somebody who was never even a huge fan of the original <laughs> J-Sam, you know, it's just like, great, I got this this this, this piece of poop in my, my shoe that I'm trying oh, to put back on. Oh, no, no, no. I want to put on my comfy shoe and I got a, got a, got a poop in there. Boo to that. <laughs> Monique Abraham said, I like Jason and Sam, but it's getting frustrating watching them play this dance just to give up the panties. Yeah, it is getting frustrating. It's just like I said, you know, we've seen them kiss. We've seen them go past first base. It's like, let's just let them knock boots already and get it over with. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What uh, news we got? What news? Let's go for some hot news. After Buzz TV News. Uh, we of course we talked a little bit about this last week though. Uh, so Chloe, Chloe Lanier, uh again nail shenanigans not done yet. So of course she's, not. Yeah, because we've got something's got to happen with this the the Brad Brad and Lucas slash Michael uh, storyline. Yeah, they with, left that alone for a minute. Thank goodness. Yeah, but she's an essential part of that. And so even though she's off doing other things, she's always been excited to come back and, mm-hmm. and for occasional appearances. And this is certainly a storyline that needs those occasional appearances. Yeah, it needs, but it needs a resolution, too. So oh, there's that. Yes. Because yeah. uh, just get the baby in Michael's hands already. You know, I just can't see uh, just <laughs> him just sitting there talking about Jonah. Like, there's just something about this baby that when I see him. Well, yeah, just, whenever he talks about Jonah, it's like you would thought he had spent like six months with the baby before he passed. That's kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, it's like you saw him for two seconds. Come on. Well, she'll be back. Uh, <laughs> what was that? That was a baby. <laughs> baby Wiley? Is that you? <laughs> baby Wiley? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see Nell back on November eighth. So just in a, you know, about the middle of next week, okay, okay. Or, or this week coming up, okay. Since it is Sunday, and uh, yeah, farewell to Mary Pat, but not farewell to us because she will be here November eighteenth. Yes, she will be here. Thanks to the ever incredible <laughs> Carla Renata, she was able to secure. Yes, I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying to work it out. I'm trying to work it out. Trying to fantastic. get a few more, you know, but. It's, it's a process. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's our, our little bit of news hit there for that. And uh, we'll move on to some uh, some predictions. Oh, wait. No, before we do the predictions. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> sorry. Stop those predictions. Before we, we didn't talk about Willow and Chase. Yes. I feel like I feel like I was going to do that with that because I feel like yeah. as we predict Look, that stuff. And the only reason I wanted to talk about it is because when we – when she first showed up on the scene, when she was when they went to visit her in the classroom, we talked about it so bad. But I felt like she redeemed herself this week with that scene. Well, all right, <laughs> that the, the 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 classic me cute with like an authority figure that you don't trust and like who's like show me your identification. Like, what you're not dressed like a cop? Yeah, but I'm not. Oh. But but her acting for that scene was way better than that acting when she was in that classroom. Because remember, we were yeah. like. True. <laughs> uh, All right, now we'll go to yes. After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> so, yes, uh, our, our prediction there with Willow and Chase there, because they do have a meet cute, and it looks to be that Willow is the mother of uh, baby Wiley, mm. the real baby Wiley, mm. that is uh, since passed and has been body swapped with Jonah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to see what happens, I feel like it's going to be, do you see her and Michael kind of bonding? In the course of their bereavement classes, uh, I do meetings. I feel like they set it up that way, which I actually would like that he's with somebody that's actually going to be nice. We think, (laughs) yeah, you never know. I will be interested to see if they make her somebody that is actually going to be there for a potential relationship with Michael, or if they're just 
the, or she's there merely enough to have that bond so that it helps uncover the secret of Wiley and Jonah and where they swapped. Well, in the chat room, Michael B. seems to think it might be a triangle between Willow, Chase, and Michael. Could be interesting. I did like the the, the brief Michael and Chasing that we got because they, they were pretty thick as thieves there for a little bit to get Nell. Mm-hmm. And they really hadn't talked much since yeah, then. Yeah, I, like, I feel like there's some underlying stuff ready to bubble up with the two of them. As in hatred? Not hatred, but I'm not quite sure what it is. I just feel like there's some unsettled business with them, and I'm not quite sure what it is. I mean, it was interesting to hear like their uh, their bits of like Chase's from Chase's point of view because we've always seen Michael's side of everything. But for Chase to have to go back to uh, the family of Nell's former fiance and say mm-hmm. that you know, she's been brought to justice and mm-hmm. give that family peace, mm-hmm. how much that weighed on Chase? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that seems to be the speculation that she'll be the the mother of baby Wiley. Uh, okay, we'll yes. see. Hmm. I I guess it, I. I guess I'd be interested in a Michael Chase Wiley triangle. I would be interested in the whole Willow Chase Michael thing, and I would be interested to see because uh, you know I'll be remiss without saying you know Stella showed up again singing the same old song. <clears throat> I would yeah. be interested to see what's really going to happen at this Jordan and um, Curtis wedding too. Uh, I will say quickly that I feel like Michael is a character that uh, is fu- I like. Less when he is in a relationship, or at least is in a, any sort of kind of courting or dating. Or really? Whatever. Why? It just, it just ugh, it, the scenes never seem real to me. I feel like I'm watching somebody acting. I think scenes. Nell has changed all that. Oh, I boy. think it's going to shift. We'll see. I would, <laughs> I would, that'd be great. I mean, because Michael has certainly had his rough luck when it comes to women. So mm-hmm. it would be nice to see him get into a relationship, but I just never buy it. But what happened to the nurse that he was trying to hook up with at GH and then they ended up not hooking up because that, of Nell? Uh, <laughs> and well, then, they, then she had her little Me Too moment. And after uh, the Me Too moment, we never saw her from her again. Yeah, well, they had like their first date was almost like a business interview where I was like, <laughs> no. This is not going well. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, with, with Stella, though, I, I at least I like, though, that uh, she, I felt like the animosity and the anger had dropped, but just the, her feelings the towards The intentions that. have not changed. Yes. Yeah. But I feel like she could be honest with uh, at least them and say, you know, yes, I'm trying to move past that, but I just, you know. I just like, can't, but she yes. says that every time she sees them, so I'm kind of over it. <sighs> There you go. Uh, those are very minor predictions, guys. <laughs> very minor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> we'll predict more next week. Absolutely. You know. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the JH Report. As always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Make sure you comment, folks, so you can get that uh, official Carla Renata General Hospital sculpture. She's he's, dying to do that for you. Um, he's lying. I'm your co-host, Carla Renata. You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also find me right before the GH Report over at Black Hollywood Live doing Black Tomatoes, a film review show. Check it out if you want to know what's playing in the theaters, in the latest and greatest in the theaters. And on Monday nights, of course, you can catch me with Dancing with the Stars after show. And I think that's about it. Frank Moran. Oh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. But we'll be back here next Sunday night with our all-new episode right here on After Buzz TV. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.